All right, let's hit the field. All right. Just wanted to talk, that's all. It is Friday, January 26th, and we're doing another player profile and projection. This time, Yankees second baseman Glaber Torres, who is entering his contract year and could be set for a big payday. It's an off-season episode of NYY Recaps. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. Just when they thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining me on this Friday night. I hope you enjoyed the slightly new intro there. I always have a small intro before we start the podcast because sometimes when I tell my software to go live, it cuts off the first couple of seconds. I learned that early on. So it's always good to have a buffer so we have a little bit of an intro there. Uh, anyway, how you doing? Uh, today, we're going to review the 2023 season of Glaber Torres. I know some of you who watch a lot of the offseason stuff stopped paying attention, you know, midsummer when the Yankees had that little, I don't know, four-month stretch where they were getting three hits every night and striking out 15 times per game. But I'll tell you what, the dog days of summer last season were brutal. Every night, same story. There was really only two good offensive players, Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres, and Judge was out for most of the season. But Glaber Torres remained very consistent. He was a staple of that lineup last year. And so we're going to talk about his 2024 season in just a second. Uh, first, a couple of quick announcements. Uh, first one is we are just 62 days away from opening day. That's the equivalent difference of now back to November 25th. Same interval of time. So think about how recently that feels. You can do this standing on your head. I promise. I'm here in it with you. Uh, and despite the algorithm treating baseball content poorly right now, because there's not a lot going on in the hot stove league, I've decided to kick off some of my 2024 coverage beginning next week in earnest. We've got Kyle Glazer from Baseball America on Monday. Going to talk about prospects. And the Yankees do have a pretty strong farm system, regardless of what you hear uh, on ESPN or MLB Network. It's really good. Uh, and then we've got uh, Max Goodman, Yankees beat writer, coming on on Wednesday. We're going to do some over-unders. Plus, I should mention that Max has agreed to join NYY Recaps for a regular show throughout the season, probably twice per month, depending on his schedule. I'm sure some months it'll be one, some months it'll be three. But he travels around with the team, so you know we're going to have to work around that. But let's hear it for Max Goodman coming to NYY Recaps, making his third appearance next week and first of many this year. Also, last time that I did a show, uh, you guys requested a player profile of Austin Wells. And you might notice this podcast is not about Austin Wells. I'm sorry. I apologize. The reason we're doing Glaber Torres tonight and not Austin Wells is that Eric Kratz is going to come on in a couple of weeks before spring training uh, or, or maybe even before the season and during spring training. And we're going to talk about Austin Wells and Jose Trevino, really break them down from a professional catching eye. I, you know, I've always said that catchers, you really shouldn't even notice them when they're great because ball's not getting by them. They're not having disruptions with the pitcher. 
and nobody's running on him because they got a good arm and quick release. So a great backstop is exactly that. Just somebody catches the ball. So uh, I I don't I'm guilty of not paying as close attention to the details of catching as I probably should as a baseball fan and more importantly as a baseball podcaster. But luckily we do have resources we can go to. So I'm going to go to Eric Kratz to break down you know why Jose Trevino was such a good defender and why Austin Wells. Uh, is getting a lot of praise from the Yankees in terms of his work behind the plate and also his swing. So we'll we'll talk about that uh, whenever he's available. Right now he's out of town. So uh, whenever he comes back, he has committed, and we'll figure it out. Um, anyway, let's see. Oh, yeah, other quick announcement before we get to Glaber Torres. And sorry, long denouement here. Um, you know, this is for more of the people who enjoy my work on this channel and not just Yankee stuff. So if you only tune in to hear about the Yankees or find out who won the game or whatever, or, you know, hate the host, which I know is true for some of you, um, you're not going to be interested in this, but for the rest of you who don't mind listening to me, uh, you know, that over the years I've been experimenting with different channels and all this sort of stuff, but, uh, I have launched or we're going to launch a new podcast with a buddy of mine. Uh, it's called we're the dudes. It launches February 1st. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, basically an hour a week uh, talking about different topics. And then we'll break those out in little breakout clips like the dudes on X. So, you know, we're going to talk about movies, TV, uh, music, news, you know, philosophy, what it's like to get old, all that stuff. But it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, and again, February 1st is the target date. Uh, actually, that's when we're going to record it. So we're we're gonna it'll probably be out a, a little bit later, probably the following week. Uh, once the baseball traffic picks up a little bit, I'll put it on you know uh, an episode, and we'll uh, launch it at the same time so that everybody can uh, can find out about it. All right. So tonight we're going to talk about one of Brian Cashman's gla- uh, greatest trades, and that is Glaber Torres. I almost called it his Glabest trade. Uh, the Yankees got him in 2016 for Araldus Chapman, and that's one of those rare deals where it works out for both sides immediately. You know, Glaber Torres instantly became one of the Yankees' top prospects. He debuted at 21, and Araldus Chapman helped them win a World Series and break that drought. Two outstanding years out of the gate for Glaber Torres as a rookie in 2018 at age 21. Hit 271, 24 home runs, 77 ribbies, 820 OPS. Finished third in the Rookie of the Year award, and he was an American League All Star. So, right out the gate, I mean this this is the age that Anthony Volpe was this year, 21 years old, and numbers obviously outstanding. Uh, and then his second year, his numbers were even more outrageous. That was the juiced ball year. Uh, he hit 38 home runs, made another all-star team, put up an 871 OPS at 22 years old. And you're thinking, okay, legitimately at this point, you're thinking this guy's on like an A-Rod trajectory in terms of power numbers. I mean, you're thinking this guy could hit 500 home runs, be a 280-290 hitter, but then the pandemic hit. And he was one of those guys that really struggled. He moved to shortstop. He was out of shape. He hit just three home runs during the pandemic season and just wasn't his usual self. But I'm not going to count that season against him. 
a lot of guys had trouble. A lot of guys put on weight during the pandemic, especially the younger guys who don't have the real money to like have a home gym or a training facility. You, know, you probably spent a lot of time playing video games, honestly, and, and eating, you know, that's what I did. I still haven't lost the weight, but he got himself back into shape. Uh, 2022, uh, sorry, 2021. They try to make him a shortstop again. We got to go there. Obviously not a great experiment at shortstop. They ended up moving him back off the position the following year. He only had nine home runs, and the OPS was under 700 that year. And that was the year that the fans really started to turn on, you know, turn on Glaber and and talk about maybe trading him. But he has turned it around the last couple of years. 22 back at second base, 24 home runs, 761 OPS. Exit velocity was over 90 miles an hour, best of his career. Hard hit percentage was... 45.1%, also the best of his career. Wins above replacement was 4.1, best of his career so far. So a good year in 2022. Then last year, he played in a career-high 158 games. Uh, and other than Aaron Judge, who missed half the season, he was the most dangerous hitter on the Yankees. He led the team with a 273 average, second with 25 home runs, was below average defensively and seemed to be allergic to turning double plays at second base. But offensively, he was really good. There was one thing on offense that bothers me. He is not a good base runner. He ran into a lot of outs. He made a lot of stupid mistakes on the bases. He must be the stupidest son of a bitch alive. But other than that, I thought he had a nice bounce back year, and he ended the year on an upswing. Uh, and we got a lot of people uh, commenting in the chat. <laughs> Lori C. said a couple years ago, he was fat. He was fat. Izzy says, Lori, chill. Chill. I don't know why my comments aren't going up. But uh anyway, there we go. We're a little bit we're a little bit delayed right here. But um let's take a look at his statcast metrics because I think it's important to to know what kind of player he, he really is. I mean, you look at this and you see a lot of red <laughs> and red is good in terms of stat cast metrics. Um, Gleyber Torres is red and well above average in almost every offensive metric expected batting average, sweet spot percentage, uh, you know, something that the Yankees definitely needed the last couple of years, strikeout percentage, 91st percentile in the league, slugging percentage, Chase percentage, whiff percentage, even walk percentage. He, he's been having good at bats. He spits on close pitches, something a lot of the Yankees do. And the fact that he doesn't strike out as much makes him a lot more valuable to this offense. He cut his strikeout numbers last year. Under 100 in a full season for the first time in his career, which I don't think is getting enough attention. He's becoming a better pure hitter. Now for the bad news. You can see that he comes in well below league average in fielding and base running metrics and in running speed. So, you know, outs above average, 18th percentile. Sprint speed, 27th percentile. Fielding run value, 28th percentile. Arm strength, I'm not going to hold against him because he has had Tommy John surgery, and he plays second base. So, a lot of times he probably doesn't air it out, but there are times as a second baseman when you need to air it out uh, in terms of your throws, and that is on relay throws home. Now, most of the time, uh, relay throws home from right field at Yankee Stadium have been coming from Aaron Judge. This year, they'll be coming from Juan Soto. So, 
he's probably going to get more opportunities. Judge can just gun somebody down at home. Soto, you know, if he's out towards right center, probably going to have to hit the cutoff man. So, look, um, obviously the defense needs to improve. Uh, actually, let's take a look at his his projections too, because I think that's worth noting. All the projection systems, and this is fan graph, so it's a little smaller on the screen, project him to, you know, 268, 271, 23 to 25 home runs, 81 to 85 RBI. So they project him for another solid season. But for the second podcast episode in a row, I'm bullish on one of our players. I don't think it's factoring in that it's a contract year, and a lot of guys perform a lot better in a contract year. Aaron Judge, recent example, 62 home runs. I don't think 62 home runs from Gleyber Torres, but he's going to be 27 years old. This has typically been the prime age for a lot of players over the years. He's playing for perhaps a $200 million contract. I don't think it's going to come from the Yankees, but let me know in the comments if you want to re-sign Gleyber Torres, because I know a lot of you don't. But uh, let's take a look at my projections. And again, I am bullish on Gleyber Torres. I got him at 150 games, 281 average, 31 home runs. So cracking the 30 home run barrier for the second time in his career. As you see in the screen, he's gotten a lot better at going to right field. And in that Detroit series that you're seeing highlights from, he hit some absolute bombs. Just some some nukes. Here's one towards left center field. This is out there where the big boys hit him. Out there near where A-Rod used to hit him. 16 stolen bases, so I do think he'll be more aggressive in year two of the bigger bases and pitch clock and all the you know the little shenanigans they went with to, to create more havoc on the bases. On base percentage at a very respectable 345. Run scored 98. RBI 77. And I think he'll have a career best war of 5.0. Look, uh, I'm obviously optimistic and... I feel like Glaber Torres entering his contract year playing for those big bucks is going to come through. So uh, Victor Epic Warrior says he makes the hard plays, but not necessarily the easy plays. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know that I would necessarily um, agree because his range isn't great. You know, I feel like he uh, he gets lackadaisical. He gets kind of unfocused at times. I think maybe a lot of times he's thinking about his hitting and he lets his defense kind of lose his uh, uh, his focus. All right, let's take a few more of your comments what you here. What do you say? John Smith says, I wish him well on the Marlins. <laughs> Yankees Jets fan 71. Similar projections to me, says 280, 30 home runs, and 75 ribbies, and will also continue to piss him off offensively, or sorry, defensively, and cause him to drink. Oh! <laughs> Yoelvis says, kid is in his prime. I would be so mad if the Yankees trade him. I don't think they're going to trade him precisely for the reasons that I said. Last year, he was the second most dangerous player on the team. He was the most consistent hitter year-round. I mean, he didn't miss significant time. Uh, and and look, it's it's easy to lose focus sometimes on defense when your team is losing, you know? Um, what I want to see is a guy whose head is in the game all the time, 
who is running the bases properly, who doesn't take plays off. You look at Anthony Volpe on defense. He doesn't take plays off. Derek Jeter never took plays off. Gio Urshela didn't take plays off. Anthony Rizzo doesn't take plays off. Aaron Judge does not take plays off. Kleber Torres, he takes plays off sometimes in the in the field. And, hey, and that's that's just baseball. Some guys are like that. Um, Al Liddy says Glaber is the right-handed hitter version of Juan Soto. Not quite in the batting average area, but you know he does have a very good mastery of the strike zone, and he's got some pop. I mean, if you look at their home run numbers, I think Glaber Torres probably got similar home run numbers to um, Juan Soto. Now, obviously, Glaber Torres had that. Uh, that rookie year during the juiced or not rookie year, the second year, the juiced ball era, when it was thirty-eight home runs, and he hit like I think he hit ten home runs off of the Orioles that year, and about twenty versus everybody else. Izzy says Jeter wasn't a good defender. I disagree with that. I disagree. Just a bit outside. I watched nearly every play of Derek Jeter's career at shortstop. To say he's not a good defender is not a, a nuanced way of, of putting it. Early in his career, he was an excellent defender. Go watch that 1998 ALCS. Go watch the throw that he made uh, to nail a runner at home in the Subway Series. On the run, moving towards foul territory, through a strike to nail a runner who wasn't hustling. Um, the flip play. Instinctually, he was great. He was automatic if you hit it right to him. His range, especially up the middle, declined year by year. And later on in his career, he had very little range. But he positioned himself very well. And the Yankees positioned him well. So I'm going to defend Derek Jeter defensively. Also, the guy played hurt. The guy never took days off. Derek Jeter was a gamer. And sometimes when you're you know on the field every day like that, you're a little sore, you can lose a step. So I'm going to defend Derek Jeter. Uh, Frankie Baseball says Aaron Hicks took whole games off. <laughs> I'll be over here, like, winning. Anyway. Um, and Edward Edgy says Derek Jeter made all of the routine plays. Absolutely. I hardly agree. So I, I get that that um, defensive metrics are now a thing and they judge him poorly, but I watched nearly every play of his entire career. And I got to say, he was very solid, very reliable. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I'm glad that you guys spent your Friday evening with me. Let's begin to take a few more comments and then wrap it up. I got to get out of here. Izzy says, how about signing Michael Lorenzen through a no-hitter last year? Senior Nerd says, would you make Glaber the leadoff hitter and bat Judge or bat between Judge and Soto? Game over, man. No, Game over. No, I would not. Uh, well, I, I, possibly, um, I possibly would have hit him leadoff if DJ LeMayhew is not back to... 
He hit better down the stretch last year. I think that's what they're counting on. Aaron Judge requested it at his dinner verbally yesterday. He said, I want DJ to number one. I want Soto number two, and I want to hit number three. So we know it's going to be Soto and Judge number two and three. I wouldn't be opposed to hitting Glaber Torres number one, but I think he's got so much power that you benefit from, uh, you know, let's say you walk Soto and Judge, which is going to happen a lot of times this year, right? Let's say you get the leadoff man out, DJ, okay? Soto draws draws a walk. Giancarlo is slumping or, or Rizzo is slumping behind Judge, so you maybe pitch carefully to Judge. So now you got first and second. Rizzo or whoever strikes out. Then in that number five hole, that critical number five hole, Glaber Torres, a very consistent guy who makes contact, a chance with two outs and a runner in scoring position to pick up a hit. I think that's a good spot for him, and I think he'll get a lot of RBIs that way. Just the way I look at it. All right, ladies and germs, uh, we will talk again on Monday. Again, Kyle Glazer joining, uh, recording a new podcast, We're the Dudes, with my buddy Justin uh, on February 1st, and that'll be out shortly thereafter. Uh, and I'll send you guys the link to all that. It'll be on the podcast platforms. It'll be on a YouTube channel, all that stuff. So going to be a ton of fun. And um, Yankees Jets fan with the final word says Glaber at best, or Glaber is best at five or six in the lineup. And I agree. And I bid you guys farewell. Oh!